0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. This podcast is sponsored by Play Classic Sports Simulation Board Games, spelled with two A's, P L. AAY. Realistic board game recreations of professional football, hockey, baseball, NASCAR, golf, and more. PlayClassic.com covers nine sports in all, with a tenth basketball coming in 2022. You can relive great seasons of the past, create what if matchups, from different eras, and much more. It's fun. If you're into sports history, you should check them out. That's play with two A's, P-L-A-A-Y, classic.com. When I think back to the 1972 football season, I, like most old school fans, think about the undefeated Miami Dolphins. It's only natural. After all, they are the only unbeaten team in NFL history. But what about the team they defeated in the Super Bowl? You won't hear many people mention the 1972 Washington Redskins very often. But they were an outstanding team. And here's why. Until Vince Lombardi took over the Redskins in 1969... Washington hadn't had a winning season since 1955. Under Lombardi, Washington went 7, 5, and 2. Sadly, Lombardi died of cancer shortly before the 1970 season. Many people believe, as do I, that the Redskins may have possibly won a Super Bowl had Lombardi remained at the helm. Instead, Bill Austin took over as head coach, and the Redskins went back to their losing ways in 1970, finishing with six wins and eight losses. In 1971, the Redskins hired George Allen. Allen, who had coached the Los Angeles Rams from 1966 to 1970, turned a team that had suffered through seven consecutive losing seasons into a winner. But after failing to reach the playoffs in 1970, he had a falling out with owner Dan Reeves. Allen left Los Angeles and headed to Washington, D.C. In Allen's first season, the Redskins went nine, four, and one, their best record since 1945. ...when they went 8-2 before losing the NFL championship by one point to the Cleveland Rams. 1971 brought key injuries. The Skins lost starting quarterback Sonny Jurgensen and star receiver Charlie Taylor for most of the season. But despite those person personnel losses, the team made the postseason for the first time in decades losing 24-20 to 20 in the divisional playoffs to the San Francisco 49ers. Some of the credit goes to Vince Lombardi for rebuilding team confidence and drafting good players, like running back Larry Brown. But Allen had a different approach. He traded away draft picks to obtain more experienced players. His motto was, the future is now. By the start of the 1972 season, some people were calling the team the Washington Rams because so many of the Redskins players had been with Allen in Los Angeles. But others called Washington the Over the Hill Gang because most of the players were in their 30s. Whatever the nickname, the team had high hopes going into 1972. Those expectations were affirmed when the team started at six and one. During that stretch, Allen couldn't settle on his starting quarterback. The controversy ended, not by Allen's decision making, but by injury. Sonny Jergensen tore his Achilles tendon, and Billy Kelmer, who Allen had picked up from the New Orleans Saints, was named the starter for the remainder of the season. Kilmer didn't have nearly as good of a throwing arm as Jurgensen, but he had outstanding leadership skills, and the team rallied around him. With just two games remaining in the regular season, the Redskins had won 11 games and lost only one, including a 24-20 victory over the defending Super Bowl champion Dallas Cowboys. They lost their last two games, but had already clinched the division title by then. When the Skins faced the Packers in the opening round of the playoffs, Larry Brown gained 101 rushing yards, while the defense held John Brockington and MacArthur Lane to a mere 78 yards on the ground. The Redskins won 16-3 and would now face the Dallas Cowboys, in the NFC Championship contest. Although the Cowboys were the defending champions, they struggled through 1972. Super Bowl MVP Roger Staubach, who had injured his shoulder in the preseason and went through surgery, couldn't play until season's end. Another starter, perennial all-pro defensive tackle Bob Lilly, played most of the season with various injuries. Star running back Dwayne Thomas was no longer with the team. The Cowboys wouldn't have made the NFL championship at all had it not been for late-game heroics against the 49ers. Trailing by 15 points in the fourth quarter, Staubach came off the bench and rallied the team to a come-from-behind 30-28 victory. But sometimes you have to be careful what you wish for. The Cowboys were whipped in the NFC Championship game, 26-3, as the Redskins showed the country just how good they were. The Redskins were off to the Super Bowl to face the 16-0 Miami Dolphins. The NFC's leading rusher, Larry Brown, got his wish, to play in the big game. But Miami was able to do what most other teams couldn't, Contain Brown, who gained only 72 yards on 22 carries. The Dolphins also held all-pro wide receiver Charlie Taylor to just two catches for 20 yards. On the other side of the ball, Dolphins running back Larry Zonka gained 112 yards on 15 carries. Without a potent offense, the Redskins only score came on a botched field goal attempt by Dolphins kicker Garrow Yepremian. Miami won 14-7 to complete a perfect season. Many football historians believe the Redskins might have won the game had Jurgensen been able to play. Of course, we'll never know. Still, it was an excellent season for Washington. The Redskins finished with 13 wins and 4 losses. Brown gained 1,216 yards on the ground and had another 473 yards receiving. For his efforts, he was named the NFL MVP. The defense allowed just 15.5 points a game during the regular season and gave up only 6.6 points a game in the postseason and didn't allow a touchdown In the two playoff games. In my opinion, the 1972 Redskins don't get the credit they deserve. I truly believe they were the second best team in the NFL that year, and I'm saying that as a lifelong Cowboys fan. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.